New sponsor alert. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. This brand new sponsor is the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt or a little bit of dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either way too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit for an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they can offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off using code DOINK at trueclassic.com. Not only are you finally getting a t-shirt designed for your male body, but the first thing you'll notice is how big and soft it is. Get ready to make a thrift shop run because you won't be able to go back to cheap materials once you try these. It's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with code DOINK. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you. Is crotch discomfort hurting your game? Fear no more. The kings of crotch discomfort at Manscaped have spent two years designing the most affordable boxer briefs out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable, and flexible. The brand new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped take your balls to the royal ball throne. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming so you can wear the boxers for the chilling. They even trademarked the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping using code DOINK at manscaped.com. Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches the Manscaped on your waistband of your underwear. That was guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. This is thanks to their Lawnmower 4.0, the best electric trimmer for the below the waist grooming. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight. You need more to have a precise shape. Get 20% off and free shipping using Doink at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping using code Doink at Manscaped.com. Com. Our last sponsor of the day is BetterHelp. Hey everyone, you know Brendan and Eric take football very seriously, but there's something we should be taking even more seriously, and that is your mental health. Some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that could be not be further from the truth. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. One of the biggest advantages of BetterHelp is how quickly you can start talking to a licensed professional. If you have looked for a therapist in the area, you can you know it's, it can even take weeks or even months just to find someone that you're comfortable talking to. With BetterHelp, it can take as little as 48 hours and it is easy to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year, so get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash double doing podcast. And we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. And welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan D. Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also rate the podcast and review the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. Those YouTube subscriber numbers are going up, so greatly appreciate that. Please keep hitting the subscribe button on YouTube. It would be greatly appreciated. Like I said, I've got my co-host, Eric Warner, with me. We're talking NFC South today. Very exciting division. Mr. Warner, how are we feeling? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's... Eight sleeps away now. Eight sleeps. I need it, man. It's clean. I know. <laughs> it's it's week one tomorrow. It, actually, no, week one's Sunday, I guess, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess week one starts Sunday. Yeah. It's eight sleeps. That's what I have in my head. Who are the, the Bears that play the 49ers off the bat? Yeah. Okay. 
It's a tough one. I'm just I just can't wait for opening night. Yeah. Rams, Bills. That is that's a juicy game. That is a very juicy game. They couldn't have done a better opening night than that. Um a couple of things. One, I, I guess I should just say to the listeners, officially got a new job working at the score for the football news editor. So that's really cool. Thank you for all the congratulations on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you congratulate me. Thank you so much. It's a dream job. And I'm super happy, Mr. Eric Warner. I'm super jealous, yeah. but growing up watching the score on TV. Mm-hmm. Now I use the app every single day. Mm-hmm. Now you're part of that. That's huge. So just I'm the football news editor there. So there's no takes going out. So it's basically breaking news. You're not going to get any takes from me really on the scores. If you're reading my stuff, the takes are going to be on the podcast and Twitter. So I, I'm only allowed to spit facts on the, uh, I, I always always spit facts, but <laughs> it has to be straight facts at the score. So that's also very exciting. So what was your headline when Jimmy G signed? And what is, what is, how do we word this? What did he sign? Like a modified contract? Yeah. So it'd be like report. 49ers restructure Jimmy Garoppolo's contract, something along those lines. So my first, I've written one story so far. I, I the training wheels were off on Monday. It was Preston Williams was released. That was my <laughs> <only> story. <laughs> About two hundred words. You can go check it out if you want. Preston Williams was cut. That was that was my first article. Only five days into, I'm doing pretty well so far. It's really cool to see the newsroom like behind the scenes, like all the process. Like Monday was a ton of fun, like all the cuts and stuff, right? That I'm was sitting a big there. Day. Yeah. So like all the news flying around. It's really cool to kind of be in a newsroom environment. So it's uh it's different, but hey, I get to write about football for a living, so I can't complain at all. Uh, anything else uh before we dive into it? We're gonna talk about Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Before I the tried edit. my segue. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> that was a good one. I didn't click in there. My head didn't click in there. Okay, we're talking Jimmy Garoppolo because we didn't do it last episode. Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, sticking with the 49ers. We don't have to touch on it too much. I think you know my opinion. If you listen to my podcast for the last few months, I think it sucks. I think I hate it for Trey Lance. I think it's a bad move. I, I look. I, I if you're taking a look at it, like how many. Good quarterbacks can we keep in the building and make like from that angle, of course, keeping Jimmy Garoppolo makes sense. It's just this, it's weird, Warner. Isn't this a weird okay. what's going on? It's been a weird process keeping so them question, after all this. I have a question for you. What was your confidence level bef- in Trey Lance going into the season before and after this news? I'm confident. I, I don't my, my opinion of Trey Lance has not changed. I don't know how mine has. You don't think that they did this because they're no, worried? I think it was more of the fact that they couldn't get rid of him. And the shoulder surgery in the offseason really hit his, like, they couldn't get anything for him. No one wanted him. He's not a marketable quarterback right now. So it was either you cut him and he goes on the open market or you keep him as a good backup. I think the GM, I think John Lynch looks at this roster and thinks we can win. And if something happens to Lance, we can keep Garoppolo. I could be wrong. You could be right. I don't see it as that type of move. I see it as, as we can't get what we think he's valued as. So why don't we keep him on a cheaper contract? We have a good enough roster to win the Super Bowl. We proved it last year by going to the NFC Championship with Jimmy Garoppolo. If something happens to Lance, we have good insurance. I see both sides of it as well because I don't know if I want Jimmy G there in the sense if Trey Lance comes out and throws two interceptions in the first half of game one, Twitter is going to be a shit. Story. Oh, I know. That's why. That's part of the reason why I don't like the move. Yeah. So I see that side of things <coughs> that Jimmy G is just an elephant in the room. He's just a he's just a clickbait media type 
guy. Somebody that mm-hmm. you just having him there causes a distraction potentially. And the way they did it, that's why they ca- they made this bet. Like the way the process has gone, they've kind of caused this potential controversy, right? Like if that yeah. makes sense. Like I just it just felt like such an easy year to just rip the band-aid off, move on. It could be. I honestly don't think anything's going to come of it. The more I'm sitting on it, the more couple days I've kind of thought about it. I don't think it's a big deal. Neither do I. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I think it's minor. But I'm still not confident in Trey Lance. I'll say that. I'll leave it at that for the That's NFC West. That's my fantasy West. quarterback, okay? We got to be confident in him. We'll leave that for the NFC West podcast, that yeah. debate. We'll see. I need my fantasy quarterback to come through. Please, Trey Lance. He's the key to my team. <laughs> he is the key. If he hits, well, you hit on Jalen Hurts last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of the my, my dumpster my diving thinking. QB. Your dumpster diving QB strategy has paid yeah. off in the past. Okay, NFC North, NFC South. Sorry, NFC North. We did NFC South. We're doing today. Interesting division. I think there's a lot of. I think there's a couple interesting teams in here. Why don't do you want to kick it off? Sure. Yeah. I'll start with those Carolina Panthers. So it was about five years ago, David Tepper stepped in, bought the franchise. Since then, unfortunately, they have gone 22 and 43. Zero winning seasons since he bought the team. Last year, they started 3-0, finished 2-12. Over the last 14 games of the regular season, 2-12 was the worst mark in the NFL. And a big reason for that would be the offensive side of the ball. We're going to start there. They were 31st overall in DVOA. Who is brought in to fix this offense? Your boy. Ben McAdoo. Oh, I thought you were oh, Baker Mayfield. All right, you were thinking Baker. Yeah. I was thinking from a coaching standpoint, Ben McAdoo. Is I love in. how we, are we going to have the Ben McAdoo conversation, how odd this hiring is. Right off the yeah. bat. Now, we know he failed miserably as a head coach. But he did all right as an offensive coordinator. I had to dig into it, see what he's done. Because he he had to do something to become a head coach, Mm -hmm. right? And he did. In 2013, it was his first year on the job as an offensive coordinator. He took over an offense that ranked 30th in the NFL. He got them to 15th the next season. So he has success as an offensive coordinator in the past. That's what he's looking to do this year. They were 31st, like I mentioned, in DVOA last year, and his quarterback is now going to be Baker Mayfield, who he scouted to prior prior to 2018 when he was a head coach. This is a direct quote from Ben McAdoo in 2018. Oh, I love this. I don't see a lot of pro-style football in Mayfield's college tape. If you're short, you need to make up for it some way, and personality doesn't do it. I don't think he's a great athlete. This guy is a pocket quarterback who is short and has small hands. Okay, hold on. Let's re- <laughs> ben McAdoo said this? He said that about his current quarterback. Oh, my God. Do you think they have squashed the beef? <laughs> I. How is this not bigger news? Where did this come from? That was an early. Okay. It was also 20. And Ben McAdoo was That's also cool. fired, cool. I think, about a month after he said this. He was never okay. even involved in Giants draft prep for 2018. Mm-hmm. But I mean that's about that's about as harsh of a comment as you can have. So it's funny, I was looking up Ben McAdoo, I was going through Twitter and there was a comment from I think it was other Panthers ownership or Panthers GM saying they want to go find a top level offensive coordinator. Like that was the that was that was determined to do it this offseason. And they landed on Ben McAdoo. 
Like they went public and said, we yeah. need to find a top offense coordinator. So what what the hell is this offense going to look like? Uh, it's a very good question. Let's look at Mayfield here. He took a step back last year. It was a bad year. But you have to admit, in 2020, he was a middle-of-the-pack guy. He was all right. He had his good games. He had his bad games. Last year, he also injured his shoulder early in the year, and he never fully recovered. If you listen to the podcast last year, this is something that drove me nuts. He was clearly hurt. You had Case Keenum, a capable backup last year. They Mm -hmm. refused to play him. It drove me nuts. Let's look at the offensive line. Carolina last year, 29th in pass block win rate. That's not going to get it done, but I like what they did in the offseason here. There's hope for improvement. Right tackle is the unit's best. Taylor Moton graded out the league's fourth best right tackle. He's solid. Left side is going to be... I think we both agree one of the best picks in the draft. Yeah, loved it. Loved Getting it. Getting Iki Ikuanu at sixth overall was a great pick Should've for them. Should have been the first overall pick. Still to this day, still saying that. Bradley Bozeman is an upgrade at center, and so is right guard Austin Corbett. He's brought over from the Rams. Uh, center Bradley Bozeman comes in from the Ravens. The only question on the line is left guard his name is Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. I know. I was, I was, I was looking at the story today. <laughs> I don't know anything about him, but his name is Michael Jordan, so I'm going to uh, be cheering for him. That's the guy that dropped the flu game, right? The same dude? Which guy? He had the flu game that one time. Who? I've never heard of what, on, that You don't get that something? joke? No, My, I said the flu game, Michael Jordan. Come on. No, but I'm saying I've never heard that name. I just don't oh, understand okay. it. So we're both just throwing <laughs> yeah. jokes at each other here. But Corbett is definitely, he's the big free agent uh, pickup for them. I think he got around a three-year, $35 million yep. contract. He is a big, big upgrade. Right guard was a huge hole for them last year. They needed to address the offensive line, so I'm yeah. glad that was a good way they did it. They did. They knew their biggest weakness on offense, and they did address it. Every quarterback is worse against pressure, but Baker's passer rating drops 64 points. Comparing versus pressure versus a clean pocket. That's the second biggest gap in the league. O-line is going to be key. Kind of like we said about Cleveland, how important their offensive line is. It was the same way for Baker last year. Their offensive line struggled. Baker struggled. I could see a scenario where if this offensive line plays well, I could see Baker playing well behind it. DJ Moore is wide receiver one. He reminds me of Allen Robinson in the sense that He produces despite poor quarterbacks. Three straight years for DJ Moore topping 1,000 yards. Just needs to find the end zone a little more. He's never had more than four touchdowns in a season. Also, he reminds me in Robinson in the way he doesn't complain. Mm -hmm. Like, he... Terrible quarterback play. He's been been really consistent. You are right. The end zone thing is... is, He is, for fantasy owners especially. Yeah. As he can find the end zone. This is a good group of receivers. If Robbie Anderson returns to 2020 form, yeah. I agree. He and they struggled traded for last Lewis, year. They traded for LaVisca Chenault, right? They have Rashard Higgins, who's not bad. What are we going to get out of Terrace Marshall Jr.? He had 0.5 yards per route run last year. Yeah, he, he was banged up. He, he graded out the 114th out of 117 wide receivers last year. Yeah, he, he was banged up. He, he He's had a hard time staying healthy. I I don't think he's going to be very involved this year either. I, don't, yeah. I, I think you're going to see if Chenault probably be their number three receiver. I, I think Marshall's buried on the depth chart. It yeah. sucks. He was fun to watch at OSU. He was a, one of those guys, yeah. a draft pick, I believe, second rounder. That yep. Huge, round pick. huge ceiling, low floor. Yep. Kind of looks like he's unfortunately on the wrong end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'll quickly talk about Christian McCaffrey. It's pretty simple. Everybody knows the situation with him. When he's on the field, he's as elite as elite gets. Hasn't been on the field Mm -hmm. nearly enough lately. But I also think the upgrade in the offensive line, in theory, should help him stay healthy, right? Yeah. In theory. We'll see if that we'll see if that correlates or not. He better stay healthy. I want to see. He's a fun player. Exactly. Regardless of how you feel about Baker, he's gonna be better than what the Panthers had at quarterback last year. As a team, they ranked dead last in EPA per play. Baker's gonna be better than dead yes, last. I'm glad you brought that up because the reason they sucked last year was quarterback play. Yeah, like, that's it. Like that was the 100 the reason. They they had the worst quarterback play in the NFL by far. Sam Darnold was atrocious. Like that Eagles game, like against the Panthers, they specific the Eagles specifically beat the Panthers because Sam Darnold sucked. Yes, like it was all quarterback play last year. So I'm gonna predict an uptick on the Panthers' offense. I just don't know how <coughs> large of an uptick I'm gonna predict. But on the defensive side of the ball. Last year, this is a unit that really feasted on bad opponents but struggled versus good teams. Um, They didn't win a game versus a team with a top-half-ranked offense last year. Yikes. Uh, Dante Jackson, Xavier Woods, Matt Ioannidis are Mm -hmm. brought in. Stefan Gilmore and Hassan Reddick are out. So I think there's more going out the door than coming in. From week 11 on, during their seven-game losing streak last year, they finished 31st in EPA per play. So there was a stretch last year where this unit just absolutely sucked. What what, what were the weeks again? It was their seven-game losing streak. It was, I believe, approximately weeks 10 to – or weeks 9 to They finished 15th in DVOA last year. Because defense. of their start. when they yeah. Remember they started 3-0. and They played mm-hmm. three really, really bad teams, and their defense – Torched them, just okay. ate them up. But what this unit really needs, Derek Brown, he was seventh overall pick in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yatur Gross Matos was 38th overall pick that year. Neither of them have done squat yeah, the, in two years. One of the notes I have from the Panthers is they need more from Derek Brown. It's time. Yeah. He was he was a seventh overall pick, like you said. They need him this this year if they're gonna make a run at the playoffs. And on that line, Brian Burns is officially Robert Quinn 2.0. Positive pass rush grade ranked 112th among edge this players is, against are, the run. We are not slandering Brian Burns on this podcast. We are absolutely so no, we're slandering not. This him. Is a, this is a no slander Brian Burns podcast. He's a one-trick pony. No, he's not. He's you have star. to set the edge hey, hey, as an edge rusher. This. If we're, not, we're not slandering Brian Burns. If You better be getting 25 sacks a year if you're that bad versus the run. I think Brian Burns is going to blow up this year. I, I, this is this is coming out party. He's so damn good. Okay, the run stuff, I'll buy it. But, man, he can get after the quarterback. He's a freak athlete. This is I, – I said it. I was going to last year, like, fully dive in on the Brian Burns train because I he was he's still only 24 years old. But I'm looking at a potential defensive player of the year. Like, that's how, that's how confident I am in Brian Burns this year. I don't see it whatsoever. Oh, he gets man. absolutely bullied. You have to set the edge. If opposing offensive coordinators know there's a guy who does not set the edge, they are going to abuse him. That's what they did to him last year. They're going to do it again. So disappointed in you. This is a no slander, Brian Burns. Linebackers, Shaq Thompson is the star of the group. He had a very, very good year last year. Corey Littleton, Damian Wilson, and Frank Luvu make up the unit. That's a fine unit. Frankie Luvu. What a name. Yeah. 
Two cornerstone pieces of the defense are in the secondary. That would be safety Jeremy Chin and cornerback J.C. Horn, like both their, those players. They're buying low on former ninth overall pick C.J. Henderson, hoping he turns into something. He was a dud in Jacksonville. But overall on this team, I'm going to predict they miss the playoffs and finish below 500. Oh, and man. to be honest, it's because of their head coach. I get a massive ego vibe from mm-hmm. Matt Rule. I get the vibe. doesn't matter who my quarterback is. My coaching is going to make him good enough. You don't go four quarterback, or he's in his third year here with his third new starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think this team misses playoffs and they fire Rule. They start their rebuild three years too late. Is Matt Rule the first head coach fired this year? Because he's, I think he's a favorite. Is in he? Vegas, yeah. It makes sense. I don't like predicting that yeah. kind of stuff because injuries are... Matt in, Rule listens to this too, so yeah, you don't want to... Also, injuries are just such a factor in stuff yeah. like that. But I, I, I'll I, be shocked if Matt Rule is coaching this team next year. I might take the Panthers to make the playoffs. Whew. What are those I think there's I think there's some I'll talent here. So their defense, I think, is severely underrated going into this year. I think there's a ton of talent on here. Brian Bird's meta. United is a great pickup. I think Gertier Grossmatos has a chance of kind of taking off. He's done JC Horn is a, is a star in the making. When he played last year, he was great. He just he couldn't stay healthy. Now he's going to this year fully healthy. Jeremy Chin's one of the best safeties in the league. I think Xavier Woods was a good pickup. Jeremy Chin? He's no, great. No, no. Oh. Sorry. I was looking at Carolina Panthers to make the playoffs as plus 400. Whoa. Okay. Well, that's be juicy. <laughs> I The NFC's wide open. Like, yeah. I think if you... If if everything hits, like if the Baker Mayfield wrench tour hits, Christian McCaffrey stay, stays healthy, Brian Burns takes a step up, Jerry C. Horn becomes a star corner, this is a 10-win football team. But again, you're banking on a lot. And but the NFC again, it's weak. I somebody from this NFC pile of trash is going to make it. Exactly. And they're and they're and they're in that pile. I, I think this team's got talent. I don't think it's at, like from roster wise, I think they're probably in the 18 to 20 range in the NFL. Like I don't think they're in the one of the worst teams in the league. I, so I think there's enough talent here to work with. Do you think Matt Rule is a good coach? No, I do not. But that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of an so, important like their defense. I was like this random defense that I was looking at. Like they they play hard and fast on defense. So they they allowed the least amount of yards after catch on defense last year by a mile. That means they finish their tackles, they get up and they attack the ball. They're well coached on defense. They attack the football. They only finished 15th in DVOA. You brought up that it was part of it was a three, uh, the three-game win streak. Hey, it's a 17-game sample size. They finished 15th in DVOA. I, I still think this defense has a top 15 talent. And if Baker Mayfield can play well, like he did in 2020, it's a lot to ask. Mm. But, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I like the O-line. I'm like kind of feeling O-line. the Panthers a little bit. I don't know. I, I yeah. might pick them to make the seventh hey, wild you know card what, spot. though? Plus 400 is worth a sprinkle. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I'll give you that. It's worth a sprinkle. If they had, I don't know a name, but if they had somebody, I'm just so low on Matt Rule that I can't bet on them. If they just had a regular run-of-the-mill guy, I would probably be on that plus 400. I'm I'm betting against Matt Rule. I think he's one of those ego guys who works better in college. College games are won in living rooms. (laughs) NFL games are won on sidelines. So the start of like they've got a they've kind of got a tough start. They play Cleveland, Giants, Saints, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, Bucks. Ugh. Like there's a scenario here where they start like two and five and rule's gone. Yeah. Legit. We'll see. Okay. 
Let's talk about the worst team in football, the Atlanta Falcons. Are we both on the, the, the worst team in football? I'm glad you said that. Yeah, okay. I think they're the worst team in football. Arthur Smith is going into his second year as head coach. Dean Pease is back as defensive coordinator. They spent draft capital on Drake London and Arnold Ebiketti. Those are the two top draft picks. If you listen to this podcast, you know how I feel about how Drake London went so high. But again, we'll get into that. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, there is some talent here. It's not like it's, it's completely bare bones on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to the playmakers, at least at quarterback. Marcus Mariota is going to be starting. You are of the opinion, you've, you've thrown this out to me, that he's probably not going to finish the season as a starting quarterback. <sighs> That's a one in a million chance. <laughs> yeah. Last year, he got hurt on his first play from scrimmage, yeah. and it was like a 60-yard run. He got hurt running. Mm-hmm. He pulled his hamstring running. He's also. I'm going to pick him for any time touchdown week one. I've already decided. Who do they play? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, they play the Saints week one. Don't like it. I I I just think they're going to use them in the in the red zone um, to run the football. Well, then up. he if they're so if you're <coughs> predicting that they're going to use him, that means he's definitely not <laughs> finishing here. Okay. Well, anyways, Marcus Mariota is starting a quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. He hasn't started a football game in two years, so it's kind of interesting. He's getting another shot here. Also, how about the note? Or just the coincidence, it's for Arthur Smith, who's the guy who benched him yeah, for Ryan Tannehill. that's a great point. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be too happy. To, I could, I don't know if I feel bad for Arthur Smith, but your head coaching your head coaching stints starts with Matt no, Ryan, no bad feel, offensive line. Do not feel bad for him. He was given the job because his dad is best friends with Rob. Yeah, his dad owns FedEx. Yeah, Arthur, they're business yeah, buddies. Literally one of the most richest families in the yeah. world. Um, yeah, then you got Cal really suspended. It's just been a tough start. I do think Arthur Smith's a smart offensive mind. Like, I don't think he just, I think he deserves the head coaching job. I actually, I want to bring up the Arthur Smith thing because last year they were the second most, they had the second most runs on first down. Is he a smart offensive mind or did he get away with that garbage with Derrick Henry? Yeah. I don't know they if he's did, a great offensive line. They did run some mind. interesting stuff. That offensive line was atrocious and last year. going to be I'm, again. Which I'm going to get into. Yeah. Um, Cordell Patterson in a running back. God, where we, do we even get into Cordell yeah. Patterson? <laughs> if he's a fa- he's a show favorite, uh, I, I think it's insane that he's back starting a running back. Um, Drake London, Brian Edwards, Olamide, Z- uh, Olamide Zacchaeus, and Kyle Pitts are the largest uh, and biggest skill position group I've yeah. ever seen in my entire life. And there's a, they're a bunch of power forwards. They're, they're literally huge. building a basketball team yeah. at, 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 um, for the skill positions. It's very interesting. I'm really curious Even to see how this goes. Even Patterson's a big yeah, guy. Like, yeah. They're literally building a, a bunch a, like a bunch of power forwards. Like You have a bunch of Ben Wallace's on, yeah. on, the, on the roster. Um, I'm really curious to see how this works. I, I'm, I think they must have a plan, right? You took Drake Lund in eighth overall. There has to be some sort of plan here to use them in, in creative ways. We'll see. But I, I think this is a it's kind of going against the way the NFL is, right? The NFL is kind of going towards speedsters, smaller guys, get the ball towards as far as can the sideline and get going. Now you've got like all these big men. I'm assuming they're going to use Drake Lund in the slot a lot. It's almost like a power slot receiver, right? And almost a pit sometimes on the outside. Like there's a lot of things you can do with this. They're as bad as I think this football team is going to be. I think the offense is watchable. With just with the we skill positions. We haven't talked about the, the offensive, offensive line. line. Okay. I think that a style, like you said, this big body guys, I don't mind that, but you need to protect your quarterback to let those guys get downfield. Yeah. How, like, this offensive line last year. Hey, was, hold up. I got stats for it. Okay, so okay. 20, 28th, 28th in offensive DVOA last year. 
Why? One of the worst offensive lines assembled last year, probably with the worst offensive line in the league last year, maybe in the last five years. Maybe. There were, like, some of the stats are kind of mind-blowing. They gave up a sack or a pressure on 28% of their plays last year. Let me reiterate that. 28% of the snaps last year, they gave up a sack or a pressure. It's not like Matt Ryan didn't, like, was bad. He didn't stand a freaking chance. What did they do to fix it, Warner? Who did they bring in to fix it? Nothing. They're running yeah. it back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> They're running it back the same bad offensive line. They signed Jermaine Effetti in free agency. They drafted Justin Schaefer in the sixth round. That's it. With the worst offensive line in football, Jermaine Effetti's coming in and fixing it. I know you know all bad offensive lines. This is a dumpster fire of an yeah. offensive line. I I did I could not believe that there's a there's a worse right tackle than Storm and Norton, and his name's Caleb McGarry. Oh, I know. I can't believe they're running this guy out there. Jermaine he, was the worst, he was the worst tackle in football last year, and they didn't do anything about it. And the Atlanta Falcons faced the Toughest schedule of opposing defenses. <laughs> That's a nugget there. Yeah, I, this this I feel like they probably should have invested some draft picks on the offensive line at some point, like late round picks. They didn't bring in anybody. They drafted Justin Schaefer. That's it. That's the guy. It doesn't make any I sense. I guess their hope is that they're going with mobile quarterbacks. Did Justin Schaefer even make the roster? He's not even on their depth chart. I don't see him yeah. on their depth chart right now. They took him sixth round. It doesn't is even he look on like the he PUP? made UP. Look that up for me because I can't find yeah. him on the depth chart. I don't see him yeah. right now. I know they took him in the sixth round. I remember that draft pick, but he's not. Uh... Oh, they cut him. He's gone. He didn't even make the team. <laughs> he didn't make the roster. Oh, oh he's on the practice. God. So they had him on the practice squad today. Oh, okay. Six round pick. Well, it kind of makes sense. Those guys don't always make the roster, but like they, Jermaine Fetty's the, the guy that they brought in to fix one of the worst offensive lines of football. So I don't really know what they were, uh, what the plan is there. They're trying to lose. <laughs> Let's be real. You don't bring in Marcus Mariota and tell him, and you're telling your fan base, we are trying to compete this year. Where did Charles, Charles Cross went ninth overall, right? To the Seahawks? Seahawks, yeah. They took Drake Long over one pick ahead. Okay. And even the Kyle Pitts pick. I love Kyle. Like, he's a unicorn. Yeah. He's an absolute freak. When your team is this bad, you can't be drafting a tight end fourth overall. Agreed. Can't do it. Okay, on the defensive side of the ball, I don't want to spend a lot of time here because this defense is ugly. They don't have a lot going on here. Anthony Rush is starting a nose tackle with him. Cannot believe that he's starting in the NFL. He's been a suitcase, been with the Eagles a bunch of times. Grady Jarrett's still there. He's got some talent on the... The front seven. He hasn't transitioned well to the three four yeah. though. Taquan Graham is also going to be starting at the other side. Um, Deion Jones just falling off a cliff. Warrens. He just hasn't been a good linebacker kind of since I he signed that contract. Never say anything bad about Deion Jones. So he, I, hey, this is this is a no slander Brian Burns podcast. There is slander allowed for Deion Jones. Oh, who, you cannot is, even compare those two players. Well, like I said, we can slander Deion Jones on this podcast. He since he signed that contract has not done much. Rashawn Evans and Lorenzo Carter fill out the linebacker unit. The secondary, Casey Hayward, AJ Terrell is not terrible. Casey Hayward was okay last year. He's getting up there in age, though. AJ Terrell is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL last year. They somehow, if you compared every single team's (laughs) one and two cornerbacks, last year, AJ Terrell and Casey Hayward gave up the fewest yards in the NFL. That's the nugget right there. AJ Terrell gave up. 487 yards, I believe, on 65 pass attempts, 28 were completed. (laughs) 
He was the best corner in football. Last they year. didn't even want to go near him. I know, it's like, let's attack the guy that's not AJ Terrell. That's yeah. they, it worked. He so, was the best corner in football last year. Yeah, I can buy that. He was. Yeah. So this front, like I said, this front seven is so bad. I don't see how they're going to be able to stop the run at all. Arnold Epichetti, they're going to bank on him. Their second round pick to maybe turn into a pass rusher. But Eric Warren's I I don't know if you know this, this stat yet, but take a guess how many sacks the Falcons had last year. Do you know? You think I'm underprepared? Yeah. They had 18 sacks, 11 fewer than the second worst team in the league. Eagles. But the Falcons weren't just the worst in sacks. They were worse in pressure rate. They were worse in hurries, quarterback knockdowns. At least the Eagles were 21st wait, in pressures. They wait, were the worst pass rusher team. You're telling me Dante Fowler flopped? Yeah. And, the, and that's who the Cowboys replaced Anthony, or Randy Gregory with. Yeah. That, was, signing. that signing was never going to work. He finished with four and a half sacks. Nobody else on the team had more than two. Mm-hmm. So this defense cannot get after pass. They can't get after the quarterback. Arnold Ebichetti, I don't think, is going to solve that issue for them. I think, Warner, this is the worst team in football. I was I kind of higher on them than I was like a few weeks ago. Like I was expecting maybe to win one game. I think they probably win three or four. I don't think they're like awful, awful. I think they'll be in a couple games because yeah. they're just from the talent level that they have in skill positions. I think like Pitts will make a play. London may make a play. Something like that. You know, I don't think yeah. they're like terrible. You but, know, um, you know, I'm a trenches guy, mm-hmm. and if you ranked every team's trenches, offensive and defensive line, this is the worst. This is the worst, and that is why, as of right now, my favorite bet, future bet going into this season is Atlanta Falcons under four and a half. Yeah, that's it's sitting that, at yeah. it's sitting at plus one hundred as well. Okay, I got to take a look at that. Under four and a half, Atlanta so far is my favorite future bet. Yeah, I think yeah they probably. I think three we games probably looks right. We haven't done Seattle yet. Their trenches are equally as bad. Maybe no, they gotta be better than this. You think so? On the offensive line, yes. The defensive line, I don't know. Just because of Charles Cross. Yeah. <laughs> but Seattle's trenches are horrific as well. But, but yeah, that's the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Um, why don't you keep going? You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, potentially one of the best teams in the NFC. Are they? I it think is they are. Very, very curious to think about. Overall, this Tampa Bay team just has such a different look to it than we're used to. Bruce Arians moved upstairs into a management-style role, so Todd Bowles has taken over. Alex Kappa and Ali Marpet are out on the offensive line. Gronk has retired. Antonio Brown, we know what happened there. He's long gone. On the defensive side, JPP and Ndamukong Sue are cash casualties. This is going to be a different-looking Tampa Bay team than we're used to. Ryan Jensen has suffered a knee injury. He's out. They're hoping he comes back in December. I'm going to say... I don't think that's happening. I was going to say Christmas time yeah. would be a optimistic-type expectation. Mm-hmm. On the offensive line as well, Aaron Stinney, an interior guy who could play guard or center, has torn his ACL. He's out. Chris Godwin's still looking his way back, so can't emphasize enough, this Tampa Bay team is going to look different. Add in the fact Tom Brady's missed two weeks of training camp. That was just a weird story. Are you story. buying the their, him and Giselle are getting divorced rumor that Jim Rome was throwing out on ESPN I'll, Radio? I'll never take anything Jim Rome You're not a Jim Rome seriously. guy, eh? I don't, Is anybody a Jim Rome guy? I don't really know. Like I, I know he was. I'm. I didn't even know he was still on the radio. Yeah, he was a guy like our childhood. Remember Rome? What was that show? He had Rome is burning, or I he had that know. show on ESPN. He's back a clown. In the day. Yeah, you're not a big Rome guy. But 
Tom Brady did just randomly take two weeks off. There's going to be rumors and reports of yeah. all sorts of things. I I believe him when he says he went on vacation. He's Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I think he's the only guy in sports that could say that. I just want to go on vacation <laughs> and be right in the middle of training camp. Tom Brady's end. He's going to be 45 this season. There's nobody else in the NFL who is 40. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I'll say about him missing two weeks, these injuries on the offensive line – just the different looks of this team. This team's first four games, they've got Dallas, New Orleans, Green Bay, and Kansas City. Woo! That is the That's gauntlet. That's row right there. That's Riverside starting first <laughs> yeah. four holes. The gauntlet. I don't know how many people are going to get that joke. I but. know. <laughs> Just the first four weeks couldn't get any tougher. It feels like this team's in survival mode out the gate. We'll see what they their record is after that first four, but their schedule does lighten up a bit after that. On the offensive line, Tristan Wirfs and Donovan Smith form a great tackle duo. Bill Belichick just gifted Tom Brady Shaq Mason. He was the fourth best guard in the NFL last year. I believe it was a six-round pick New mm-hmm. England got for him. I, I That's a head-scratcher. What was Bill doing there? Still a head-scratcher. Robert just gifting Hain, him. Gifting Shaq Mason the ball. So those three offensive linemen are as solid as solid gets. The two question marks are going to be Robert Hainsey. He projects to start at center. He was a third-round pick last year, but Jensen has been an absolute beast. Yep. So he only played 31 snaps last year, did Hainsey. Left guard Luke Godicky. I'm not gonna I'm gonna mess Godicky? Luke Godecki? Godicky? Godecky? I can't say that name. Luke is a we're going to go Luke G. Luke G is a second round rookie, so we don't know what we're getting there. He's coming from Maction as well. He's from the Ooh. Mac conference. You like that Different little beast. underdog story? <laughs> Different beast. He was still he was a second rounder though, so I'm guessing they're expecting him to plug and play. Second round guards play. Looking at the skill positions, running backs, Lenny Fournette, Rashad White, Keyshawn Vaughn, wide receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Julio, Scotty Miller, so... I love how Scotty Miller is sticking on the roster. I was worried about him. I was worried he's going to get cut. I love me some Scotty Miller. He is. Tight end, tight end, Cameron Brake, and Kyle Rudolph. So we know that the quarterback, Tom Brady, by the, we have enough sample size of Tom Brady. I think he's going to be all right. <laughs> Are you sure there's a lot of sample size? I mean, he led the NFL in passing yards and touchdowns last year. I'm not going to bet against him. I think this offense is going to be fine. I think this is a top five offense in the NFL. Oh, you're high on oh, the yeah. offense. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Look at the roster. Godwin, Evans, Brady, Julio Jones. The offensive line, I think, is going to be fine. This is a top five Are offense. Are you worried order. about Lenny Fournette? No. Well, they're running. Rashad White's a real. I think Rashad White might take over this number one Keyshawn role here. Vaughn's got some juice. Yeah. I, I think this this roster, is the offensive side of the roster is really good. Like, I, There's no reason this... I'll go top seven. There's no way they're not a top seven offense by year end, in my opinion. Okay. They're going to motor. They're, they're going to keep the going. Defense has a few more question marks, I would say. Last year, they played the easiest schedule of offenses. This year, it projects to be the 12th toughest. My guy, Akeem Hicks, he's brought in. Can't wait to I know, watch I, I him. Was, uh, I was, when I opened the depth chart and saw that, kind of made me sad for you a little bit. You love Akeem Hicks. Oh, yeah. That's Warner's maybe boy, my favorite. He's in my top uh, top five favorite players mm-hmm. in the league. Him and Vita Vea. Oh, Woo! that is. They're just gonna Talk re- about juice. They're gonna wreak havoc in the interior. 
all 700 pounds of them are just going to mess up opposing offensive lines. On the edges, Joe Tryon, Shayinka. Just Joe Tryon. Joe Tryon struggled in his rookie year. They need him to have that. He didn't really struggle. He was okay. Oh, he was bad. No, he was okay. Are we going to pull PFF grades? No PFF grade me. He looked okay. He's got pass rush shoot. The length is there. I think he has he put, potential. Yeah, That's what I'm going to yeah, say. He, he had he shined. He had some moments. He has potential for And the, they got Logan Hall in the draft who was a guy I really liked. Like this defensive line is mm-hmm. stacked in my opinion. This is a beefy defensive line. Well, we know from Brian Burns that you don't respect the run game from edges. Ugh. So, he was 103rd at defending the run. If he's going to be on the field every play, you got to great for everything. <laughs> and stopping the run yeah. still is important. Shaq Barrett, he saw his sack numbers decline, but his pressure rate was still the same. He's fine. Linebackers are led by potentially, I was going to bring this up, is Levante David the most underrated player of the last decade? Maybe. He's, he's still chugging at a high level. He's playing at an elite level yep. for the last 10 years, and he's the heartbeat of this defense. He's what allows Devin White to basically just blitz because I looked into it. Devin White stinks. 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 Devin White stinks. Holy what sake. He cannot do anything other than blitz. Oh, Warren. I couldn't believe it. I know you don't respect uh, PFF grades, but do you want, do you know what he ranked last year? Devin White in coverage was 68th in run defense. He was 83rd oh of 85. Don't your PFF grade the yin-yang out of Devin White. He's okay. He's he's okay. I think he's probably overrated. I but would no, buy that. But he had a bad... He wasn't, he wasn't awesome last year. I don't year. think he the, plays on any team without Levante the David. Super Bowl, the Super Bowl team, he was a he was a menace. He was so good two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. He was the leader of that defense. He The way he can get downhill and attack the quarterback. Yeah, again, he probably didn't have the greatest 2021. The defense in general... Struggled down the stretch. Devin White is still a heck of a football player. He can't do anything other than run downhill. I think I he think. is an absolute liability in coverage. Oh. You better give me that. Okay. Well, anyways, the secondary wow. is definition of mediocre to me. Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy, Bunting, and Jamal Dean make up the cornerbacks. Winfield Jr., Mike Edwards, and Keanu Neal are the safeties. That's middle of the pack secondary. I don't know about that. There's, there's a lot of talent here. Sean Murphy Bunting's really good. Antoine Winfield Jr. could be a star. He's still young. Carlton Davis, who just gave a big deal too, right? They got re-signed him. Jamel Dean's good depth. Yeah, can, but it, can you, I don't think they have a blue chip star. But they Antoine are, Winfield Jr. could be has potential to be a star this year. Could be. Yeah. We'll see if he develops. He's and Carlton still Davis said he not know he just got paid, but he's still young as well. He could definitely uh could definitely take it yeah. another level. So I'm not going to be the team or the guy. I'm not going to be the guy that bets against Tom Brady. Their win total is 11 and a half. I don't know if they reach that, but I think they win this division and nobody wants to play Tom Brady in the playoffs. That will never change. So they're still top three threat in the NFC. I think this is the best team in the division. Uh, 11 and a half is a high win. I think 11 probably sounds about right. Right. I could agree with that. I think you're underrating them, though. I think they've got. I think this is a top five roster. There's just more question marks than usual. Yeah, they like Todd Bowles is now head coach. He's a def, he's so underrated defensive play caller. Running with Todd Bowles and um, and uh, Byron Leftwich, I think is a great head head coach defensive 
Um, do oh, yeah, we didn't talk player. about uh, Bruce Todd Bowles. He's kind of struck. It, it was a nightmare in New York for him. The roster was obviously way worse. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the rare times where a defensive mind can work as a head coach well because Tom Brady's running the offense. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the New Orleans Saints here with Dennis Allen starting. Yes. That worries me. Yes. So just to finish up the Bucks, I do think there's a top five roster in the NFL. I do think Tom Brady's still going to have a good year. Led the league pass here at the touchdowns last year. I don't think that's going anywhere. The arm still looks good. I think the X factor on this team is Julio Jones. If this guy can turn into anything like he was in Atlanta, they've got a, that's a scary I like, offense. I like Russell Gage's wide yeah. receiver three. Who I don't think Julio has to become He's, something. Russell, Russell Gage, Gage went down, right? Is he going to be back? He's questionable for week one. Okay. This I just think this team this this team's got too much talent to to not win at least eleven games. Okay, the New Orleans Saints. I think that's one of the most interesting teams in the NFL this year. Sean Payton out as head coach. Dennis Allen in as head coach. They had a really, really weird offseason. A lot of cap shuffling around. The trades to get back in the first round to take Trevor Penning. And they traded back, traded up to get Chris Olave. This, this, they're all in. This version of Saints is like the definition of all in. It's kind of insane to think that. But that's what they're telling you, that they are all in. Warner, can you tell me who the offensive coordinator of the New Orleans Saints is. Oh, I cannot. His name is Pete Carmichael. Do you know how long oh, he's been he there took, for? I swear he was Sean Payton's, like, best friend. He has been the offensive coordinator of the New Orleans Saints since 2009, and I don't know anything about him. I had to look he, that up. He must be the most untalked one offensive coordinator in the NFL. Did he not call plays the year Sean Payton was... Suspended? He must have. And he's, I believe he had times where he called plays last year. Okay. And the... Remember when Sean Payton broke his leg? Mm-hmm. I believe he, I believe he has always been Sean Payton's number two. I don't really know anything about him. I was baffled that he was there since 2009. Probably the most under-talked about offensive coordinator in the NFL. Because Sean Payton was the guy, right? Yeah. So he, he was got in the limelight. Um, so on the offensive side of the ball, I want to focus on weeks one to seven because that's when Jameis Winston was there. So that's because without that, it's kind of hard to look at because the quarterback play was really bad there. So from weeks one to seven, they were 19th in EPA per play on offense. They were 10th in drop back EPA per play. So they could they were able to throw the ball with Jameis Winston. Their run game last year was absolutely atrocious. They were 28th in run in run offense DVOA. And Alvin Kamara struggled to get anything going uh, on the ground. He averaged 3.7 yards a carry last year. He had a really off year from his 2020 season. So I think it's going to be really important to kind of beef up the run game, get that run game going to help out Jameis Winston because I don't think Jameis Winston can be able to carry that offense. They brought Michael Thomas is back now healthy. Well, healthy in in quotations. He is currently hurt. So we don't even know if he's going to be back. Hammy. Yeah, and who knows what's going on, if he's going to be ready week one. But their, their skill positions rank out as Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave are the top three. I think Chris Olave has a chance to win offensive rookie of the year. I think he's going to get a ton of a ton of action. They're going to be throwing the ball to him a lot. He's going to be able to kind of pick up right where he left off at Ohio State. I don't know how like, the ceiling is, but as for just as a rookie, I do think he's going to get a ton of a ton of touches. Adam Troutman is at tight end. Now the offensive or, line. You have Troutman starting over Taysom Hill? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Taysom Hill can be used. Uh, well, is he? I guess he. Yeah, I guess he's, he's going on the back roster. to tight end. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's got to go back to tight end. 
Andy offense. Dalton's quietly their backup quarterback, too. That's an interesting he, one. If James goes down, they better start Andy Dalton over Taysom Hill. I'm done with oh, that. Oh, they have to. I'm There's no done way. With that. I'd like to see Taysom Hill play quarterback one more goddamn time. <laughs> um, anyways, their offensive line is Warner where the worries are. Andres Pete and Cesar Ruiz are below average offensive linemen. I can't believe they're running it back with both of them. They should have moved on from Andres Pete. They are banking on Trevor Penning. He is the X factor of this roster. They went, they traded a first round pick from to the Eagles to go get him. They liked him that much. I'm assuming they knew they were going to get Penning at some point. Like it, it seems like they zoomed in because they need an offensive tackle. So they zoomed in on Penning in the later part, later half of the first round. He has to be good. It's if he's not good. This team is screwed. James Hurst cannot go in at left tackle and play high-level football. You can't bank on Ryan Ramchek and Eric McCoy to be to kind of carry the offense of line. You need at least three Ramchick's above average. solid. No, like, that's my point. Ramchek yeah. and McCoy are really good. And yeah. then you need another guy like that. You can't like because Caesar Ruiz and Andres Peter are below average. You need right. a, you need Penning to play well to kind of carry the offense line. You can you can hide bad, somewhat bad guard play. Like you can you can figure it out. But if you have three bad offensive linemen, it's just not going to work out. And with Jameis Winston, a quarterback without the mobility, I guess he can run a little bit, but they're not going to be able to design run oh, and stuff. Jameis Winston held onto the ball the second longest in the NFL. Exactly. So that that's adds on to my point. It's it's Trevor Penning or bust for this roster for the offense. I think the the stats were interesting when I like I looked up one to like from weeks one to seven, tenth in offensive EP per drop back. That's not bad. Like, that's a top 10 passing offense, right? Again, small sample size, but it shows that wow. he can be effective. And their off- their receivers were trash last year. They were throwing mm-hmm. to nobody. Like, Marcus Callaway. Uh, like, who else was yeah. they were throwing to? Traquan Smith. Little Jordan Humphrey Lil. in there at one point. Like, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Adam Trumpman are very – that's a top 12 uh, group right there for – for pass catching off. And adding so. Kamara catches exactly. more passes. So on my I think they should be focusing on getting the ball in the hands of these guys pretty quickly. Don't let Winston sit back there. So really curious what, to see how this offense works. Did you see the theory being floated around Twitter that there's a big time gambler in Vegas right now who has a video of the Kamara incident and he's just bet all of Kamara's unders and then is gonna release Really? The video? I did not hear about this. I don't know if that was just a theory. But the Camara incident happened in Vegas. Yeah. And um, the lawyer that represented Deshaun Watson's accusers has now jumped on and is representing the accuser of the Alvin Camara case. So indeed, they, they're, they're filing the lawsuit. With, he got arrested with battery, right? Or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't really know the whole story behind it, so I can't really comment on it. But the NFL is looking into it. I don't think he's going to get suspended this season. It would happen by now. Yeah. Right? He's going to, he'll, he'll be suspended probably next year. I don't know too much about the case. NFL. But. I know this sounds bad, but like NFL has makes way too much money off of fantasy football. They would, they would get ahead of this because yeah. of fantasy, in my opinion. That's like, fair. I know that there's yeah, no, way they, bigger issues. Like it's an absolute issue in court of law, mm-hmm. but fantasy football does have a factor in this. So on the defensive side of the ball, they were third in defensive DVOA last year. I'm gonna hold off on the Dennis Allen conversation to the end because I do think he's kind of a, he's, a, he's a huge part of this whole team. Um, the defensive line, I think, should be really good, Warner. They, they've they got a, good, a ton of talent here. Kim Jordan just continues to get better with age, and I still think he's going to be just as good as he was last year. He was how one of the best about, players in football last year. And how about the fact that Cam Jordan, over his 11-year career, has missed two games? That's insane. For how physical and how 
dominant he is in the trenches to miss two games. He's going to be one of those guys that we're going to be arguing about if he makes the Hall of Fame or something I, at the end of his career. Like I actually was going to bring that up. Yeah. I think he's in. Yeah, I do too. His stats, like he's got the stats there. And he just keeps getting better with age. If he has another good season, I don't think it's arguable anymore. I agree. Um, David Onyemata is a guy that played really well over the last couple of years. He, I know he's 29 years old, but he's kind of a, a dude that they can count on. Marcus Davenport, I, I think, is like the X factor. Trevor Penning is the X factor in the offensive line or on the offensive side of the ball. I think Marcus Davenport's the X factor on the defensive side of the ball. If they can get the guy that they thought they drafted, then my God, this defensive line can be really good. Maybe Peyton Turner shows up. They got him in the, at the end of the first round last year. I'm not really counting on him much, but Marcus Davenport can turn out to be the player they think that they got in the draft when they traded a first-round pick to go get him. Then, man, this Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport is a really, really good pass-rushing duo. Their linebackers are studs. Pete Warner, Demario Davis is one of the best linebacker duos in the NFL. I know Demario Davis is getting up there in age, but he still continues to play well. Pete Warner is starting to take off as well. Love their secondary. I know they just got rid of Chauncey, Gar uh, Gar Chauncey Garner-Johnson. You can check out my episode with Thomas Peterson if you want to get more about that trade. I'm not going to focus too much on it. But I think they did move him because they have depth there. Like, Paulson Adebo is a star in the making, in my opinion. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NFL. Really, really, really like him. And they went and got Bradley Roby um, this offseason as well. Marshall and Lattimore, we don't even need to talk about him. He's a star. Now, the safeties mix is interesting. Like, I love Paulson Debo and Marshall Lattimore. I think it's one of the best cornerback duos in the NFL. But Marcus May and Matthew kind of are similar players. Same like same height, or not same height, but like same stature. They kind of do the same things. So I think that's one of the weaknesses on the team is how are they going to use those two? Really curious to see how those two kind of mesh in together. But the big, 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 big question mark on this team is how the defense is going to work. Now that Dennis Allen is the head coach. We've seen when coaches go from defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator to head coach, it can stall the previous offense or defense. Dennis Allen was the head coach, was defensive coordinator of the Raiders, was great, went to head coach, and he was bad. 18-28. Exactly. Now doing the same thing here. I think that's the X factor. Well, I've said X factor a lot, but I think that is a huge part of this team. How effective can Dennis Allen be running the defense when he has a lot more responsibility as a head coach. Mm. Last year, this defense was number <laughs> number one in the NFL on first down and number one overall in the red zone. That's hard to stick. That's not sticky. Yeah. But I do like how this defense has a star on all three levels. Cameron Jordan, Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore are all stars. They have it layered. Every level... They have somebody who's a blue chipper. I think this, like you said, this team's all in. I think this defense has one more year of top 10 in it. And then I could see it absolutely falling apart. I don't really like the Tyron Matthew signing. To be honest, I have him in the overrated category. I agree. I think the name is more flashy exactly. than the player. Yeah. And that's why it took him so long to sign. I don't... Mm -hmm. I don't think it was – it wasn't that surprising when Tyron Matthew didn't have a long list of options to mm -hmm. go to. He ends up in New Orleans. He went to LSU. Maybe that revives him a little bit. Play, I Is he from there? I don't know. He went he's, to from, he's from Louisiana, so that's why so, they, they, he went home. Yeah, so maybe that revives him, gives him that little late career push. But I have – I 
have the New Orleans Saints as the Miami Dolphins of the NFC. Yep. Great, I great, don't know. Yeah. Like it's a great, it's a great, um, it's a great analogy in, in comparison. I'm just with you. I think there's a very wide range of outcomes for this team. There's a chance that this hits. There's a chance that James Winston plays really well. All the skill position guys work. Trevor Penning's really good. Ryan Ramchek continues to be great. Eric McCoy continues to be one of the best centers in the league. Cameron Jordan continues to play really well. Marcus Davenport takes a huge step. Like Matthew actually ends up working on the defense. Paulson Adipo turns into a star cornerback. That like that, that that's a this is a 12-13 win team if that hits. But there's a scenario here where Jameis Winston gets hurt. Andy Dalton has to step in. Michael Thomas doesn't stay healthy. Trevor Penning doesn't work out. The age hits Cameron Jordan. Dennis Allen struggles to call the defense as head coach. Then that's a six, seven win team. Yeah. There is, I think there's a wide range of outcomes here. And I don't know where to stick here. I there are I think they're one of the most interesting teams in the NFL because they went all in this year. They said, fuck it. Let's let's trade the first round pick and go get a tackle for next year. Let's let's is the salary cap real? Who knows? They don't think it's real. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like they, they, this is, is this is, is a very cool cap real because how did this team get under the cap? Yeah, because they, they keep restructuring. They're eventually it's going to come. The payday is going to come. Yeah, it has to come. I it's just going all in with Jameis Winston at quarterback. It's a very cool case study. It's something that we're going to look at over the years and be like, do what the Saints did or don't do what the Saints did because mm-hmm. it didn't work out or it did work out. It's a they're a super interesting team. I'm really. Especially because the Eagles have the first round pick. So I'm going to be rooting against them all sure. year. I'm going to be rooting against the Saints all year. I hope they kind of fail out. But without my Homer hat on, I, I do think this team probably is a playoff team. I think there's probably a middle ground here where Winston probably stays healthy full, full year and they win about nine or ten games. There's a lot of talent on this roster. There is. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Warnsy, before we get out of here? I'm good to go. Okay, thank you so much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Sorry, I've been battling a cold the last couple episodes. Even though I'm probably been coughing, um, been uh, don't have COVID, been testing COVID off the yin yang. You can't be sick anymore without thinking it's COVID. It's it's a weird world, but I will be healthy for the next two episodes and ready to go. Eric and I will be back early next week to finish off our division previews: NFC East, NFC West. Two great divisions to finish off. Again, make sure to hit that subscribe button, and we will talk to you later.